And there was a couple others, right? There was one more after that. 301. 301. It's so weird to just end it on 301, right? Like, why not just end it at 300? I don't get that. Yes, especially when you consider that you know, like to me, what it looked like is we're trying to show what Bellator is capable of. We're going out, we can do this bit production. We can throw these exciting fights with our great champions and, and yeah. put this card together. This is what we're worth. And this is why we're selling it. So it's for me to do one after that. If it's not monumentally larger than that, it doesn't really make sense. So I kind of like split. I want all Bellator to dominate in the competitive side of me. But I also know for the success of what we're trying to do, there have to be some losses and PFL wins there. I think that's a great point. I think you're 100% right. Because you also just don't want to nuke PFL and just leave them in the dust, right? Like, hey, we're clearly better than you. How's it going? Everything all right? Yeah, enjoying uh, the first time having snow at my house. So this is cool. <laughs> what state are you in again? Uh, Tennessee. Okay, Tennessee. Well, I mean, how how does it get around there in the winter? Does it get cold like it does in New Jersey? Probably more, I would imagine. No, less. This is my first time in Tennessee. I've lived in California for forever. We just moved out here, and they said they don't ever have winter like this. So it may snow a little bit, but it never sticks, and it's been stuck for, like, four days. <laughs> Zero degrees in the morning. It, like, yeah, yeah. It looks like you're in Wisconsin, I was going to say, because I saw the Instagram story you put. It does not look like you're, you know, you're on that part of the country. Um. But I did see that you got the little ice bath journey going, cold plunge, right? What is it, day three of that? How's that been for you? Yeah, so I had to take time off. I did uh, stem cells, and they want uh, you to not do any ice baths or sauna just to make sure that they do anything to compromise it. Okay. So for three months, I have an ice bath, and I'm a wuss when it comes to ice bath. I definitely have to, like, start off at 55 and ease my way down. But right. because it's so cold outside, it's 32. I'm like, oh, this is a horrible way to start this. I'm not setting myself up to success. But I've been able to do it. My son went out there and he's like, hey, you're doing it. I want to do it. And he busts out a minute 30. I'm like, All right, that's super embarrassing for me. Is it like doing 30 seconds? <laughs> yeah. I mean, anytime your kid up up shows you or shows you out, right, you kind of got to step up to the plate, especially as a champ, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's right. I was going to ask you if it's something that's new for you, but it looks like it's so something you do, but you got the stem cells. They had to take some time off. I guess it's not good for that. Now you're back at it. Yeah, it's been something I've been doing for a few years now. I started off with doing cryotherapy. Um, I enjoyed that and the benefits. I just, uh, the gym I was at didn't have a place within the hours that I could meet it. And it was just too expensive. Um, and right. I honestly was like, this seems a lot easier than an ice bath. I don't even like putting my shower on cold water. Like if it's too cold or too hot, I, I want it neutral. I want it lukewarm. So I'm right. like, I don't think there's any way. I think the, I'm a big baby about it. I get in and do my three minutes of cryo and I'm out and I feel good. An ice bath emerging into it. I don't know about submerging that deep into water. Um, but then one of the fight camps, uh, the schedule that we put, just the way the coaches could meet, I was finishing up at like 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night, and my body was just thrashed. Because we do our hardest practice late because I was going to be fighting in a different country. Right. Um, and I was like, man, I'm, I'm not sleeping well. I've got to do something different. And finally decided that it was about time I tried an ice bath. I hated it immediately. And because I hate it, I was like, okay, I have to do it more often just because I have such apprehension every single time about going in there, but I feel great once I do it. And then, um, yeah, I mean, the just, benefits you hear about are just like never ending, honestly. Yeah. And, and I feel great every time I do it. I'm like, if nothing else, you have a sense of accomplishment to start your day. And it's the first sure. thing. I do so anything else I'm like, yeah, this is something I hate. I don't want any part of it. And then as soon as I'm done, I'm like, cool. I, I had one check, one great thing I did today that I, did, I, I overcame a fear and something I didn't like. 
Absolutely. And, you know, I'm not a doctor about, and I don't really know too much about the terminology of this stuff, but the stem cells, are you, are you doing that to like treat something, an injury or anything like that? Yeah, just different injuries, things that I've had nagging me for a long time. Okay. There have been surgeries they recommended that they're like, you, you do need this, but you can still compete and it's not going to impair you from competing. But you could perform so much better if you had the surgery for it. But it would mean time off at minimum taking a year off. And I just feel like where I'm at my career, I'm just not willing to do that. And uh, I'm like, right. okay, I'll do three months. I can do that. And then know that it's not like with the surgery, you know, the only thing you can guarantee with the surgery is you're going to come out of it and you're going to have time off. That's all, you know, some surgeries they don't take, and then you're doing surgery after surgery and you're spending money and you're only getting worse and degrading your body. And to me, it just wasn't worth the risk. So I want to do stem cells because I know that this round in PFL, if I do the tournament, it's going to be a lot harsher than what I've been doing at 125. 125, I usually have like a full camp. I can recoup for a full camp's time frame and then go into another one. This would be camp after camp, back to back, nonstop doing it PFL style. So I wanted to make sure I'm, I'm as healthy as possible going into that. So you sort of just hinted at something that I had no, because I don't really know what's going on too much between the merger as far as certain champions. Are they going to fight? What's going to happen? So it looks like you sort of gave us a little bit of a sneak peek into what you know I, I wanted to ask. But I, I want to start from the beginning, right? Because we did want to bring you on just to talk about the PFL Bellator merger a little bit. Obviously, you are the 125-pound champion of Bellator. So, I mean, I'd say it um, it's probably worthy of your attention, right? Um, so I want to start off from the beginning, right? Over the last year or so, rumors began swirling about the PFL purchasing Bellator. When it does finally happen, right, you get the news again as champion of the organization. Were you shocked? Were you not shocked? What was your initial reaction? Uh, I think initially I was shocked. I didn't realize that Bellator even had that as consideration, that there were any hardships going on or just any standard wasn't being met that put in their mind the need to have to sell the company. So it came as a surprise. But then again, after having been in Strikeforce, and gone through it where they got bought out by Zufa, by UFC. Right. And then not that for them, you know, at that point, they're saying no women's MMA. At least I knew within PFL, like if that rumor is true, PFL does have women's MMA. So I'm not compromised there. Um, and I knew after going through so many different organizations that I could land on my feet, you know, being being the champion. And if Bellator departed that way, that I left on such good terms that my success in other organizations, whether it was PFL or otherwise, could still be guaranteed. So I wasn't worried about it. Um, but I was definitely surprised by the news and the rumors going around at that time. Yeah, and it's true. I mean, you're such a historian of like, you're literally a living legend of the sport. So it's like, you almost forget of how many like moments you've been a part of an MMA history and how many sort of transitions, this, that, and the other, um, you're fighting at Bellator 300. They bring the champions into the cage. You got the gold gloves on, which I thought were really nice, by the way. Um, did it feel like that was going to be your last fight solely under the Bellator banner, given sort of the ceremonious way it ended? 100%. I thought for sure, you know, when I was in fight camp, I'm like, okay, there's no mention. There's no lining up of any other fights for the rest of the year. This, The way that they're building this up, the publicity they're putting into it, bringing all the media attention when they normally don't do that much media, um, setting it up for this to be like this epic card with all the champions on it. It yep. has to be the final one. All the rumors, it just seemed like the accumulation of things to happen. And then when they announced 301, I'm like, I feel right. like this is just shadows, you know, like they're just putting this up just to distract you from it, but it's not really what's going to happen. They're going to cancel that card. So I thought, okay, we're going to go out with the bang. The way that they put all the production into Bellator 300, I thought for sure that that had to be the final one. There was nothing else after that. And there was a couple others, right? There was one more after that. 301, 301. Mm -hmm. it's so weird to just end it on 301 right like why not just end it at 300 i don't get that yes 
especially when you consider that you know like to me, what it looked like is we're trying to show what Bellator is capable of. We're going out. We can do this bit production. We can throw these exciting fights with our great champions and, and yeah. put this card together. This is what we're worth. And this is why we're selling it. So it's for me to do one after that. If it's not monumentally larger than that, it doesn't really make sense. And then like ends on 300, not 301. It's a nice, good number. Like it just seems they put so much into it. And 301 was still a really exciting fight card. But again, it wasn't uh, that same energy that 300 offered. This isn't something that I was expecting because I thought it would just turn into one big entity. But when you do find out the big news that the PFL still plans on keeping Bellator alive, you know, there's going to be, uh, what is it, eight major Bellator events. It's going to be like, it's going to continue as like a one-off event product from the PFL. When you hear something like that, as someone who worked very hard to, you know, to help build that Bellator brand as a champion, right? Are you happy to not just see it, you know, fade away into the ether as we've seen other promotions that get purchased do? Yeah, I definitely like the idea. And I think that, um, you know, Scott, having been a part of Strike Force, he he knows what that meant with the way that it went down. You know, I was I was signed. I think I had a fight booked for the last Strike Force. So myself and a few others, again, were just super surprised. It's like we just get a note in the mail like, hey, by the way. Uh, sorry, but you're not having your fights on cancer. You're like, what in the wow. hell is going on here? Yeah. Right. So at least for this, I feel like they're trying to make it a smooth transition to go from Bellator to PFL. So I really like that. It also gives the opportunity for if there are Bellator fighters that don't want to be a part of the PFL promotion, it gives them enough time to be able to get everything situated to make the transition away. And again, what do I know, right? Does someone just here just interviewing the fighters? But I'm curious, right? Because you did use the word transition. Is it something that could one day turn into just Bellator? Do you think it is a transition period or do you think this is something that they plan on just keeping for, you know, for the foreseeable future? No, I think that Bellator is going to go away. Um, I think that what they're doing is just kind of like the transitional year. They're going to have these eight promotions. I don't know if it's going to be a year, two okay. years, but I definitely think it's going to be a transitional period so that people can still have the anticipation of knowing their Bellator fighters and seeing their progress in PFL and then let it be a transition completely over to PFL. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. On the topic of world of the you know the world champions at Bellator and PFL, right? There's obviously a big card coming up, uh, February 24th. I think it's a champions versus champions card. Is that something you were approached with as far as being on the card? I know there's not really a a flyweight uh you know division at the PFL, right? There's they do have some 125ers. I think it's in the PFL Europe Challenger Series, so no flyweights like on the standard championship, uh, you know, league roster. But were you offered maybe like a non-title fight? Because there's some fun fights that are non-title fights as well on that card. Yeah, I did see that. And what I noticed about the the non-title fights is it's uh, PFL versus PFL. There's one oh, fight okay. card that's Bellator that. versus PFL, but with the exception is the main card is all the champions versus champions. And um, no, they didn't approach. And I don't know if they were just um, respecting the fact that I was coming off of stem cells and wanted to give me a proper fight camp to come into it right. or if they have different plans down the road. I'm not sure yet. Um, but I know I didn't see like cyborg wasn't on, on that championship card either. And that would be the other weight class and the other champion that would be in competition. Yeah. And for her, they actually have a weight class that's applicable. Right. Yep. So that would make sense in my particular case, like you said, it's the challenger. So I'm not sure what their mind is thinking, whether or not they want to have us do like a seasoned tournament play like they normally do. If it's going to be Bellator on Bellator for a little while before they figure things out, I, I'm, they haven't really made that clear on what their plans are for my weight division. 
you know, as far as the roster, right, I, I definitely think Bellator has a superior, you know, rosters to the, you know, fighters rather to the PFL. I could see why they would want to do, you know, why they want to bring Bellator in to do the whole merging of it and all that. Like, it's a good roster to absorb for sure, right? Um, yeah. In this upcoming fight, right, like, are you genuinely rooting for Bellator here? Like, do you want people to know that Bellator is the clear-cut better roster? Yeah, I think there's still part of me, like, I want the transition in into PFL to be as smooth as possible, right? You want it to not feel like the people that, that own PFL and the fighters that are currently there are just getting clean swept out and taken over. But at the same time, like that competitive side of me is like, Hey, I'm still Bellator. Like <laughs> I want to go in and I want to dominate. I want it to just be a clear cut Bellator um, sweep out of the whole yeah. thing. I'm not sure if that's best for the future of all the fighters within the organizations. So I kind of like split. I want all Bellator to dominate in the competitive side of me, but I also know for the success of what we're trying to do, there have to be some losses and PFL wins there. I think that's a great point. I think you're hundred percent right. Cause you also just don't want to nuke PFL and just leave them in the dust, right? Like, Hey, we're clearly better than you. But I did see a video where you said that um, you could see a clean sweep for Bellator in that uh, champions versus champions event. Honestly, when I look at it, I see no lies when you say that, right? I mean, at least four or five I could see going for Bellator. You know, aside from who from who you want to win, are you intrigued to see how it's gonna mesh when you got Bellator versus PFL sort of clashing heads there? Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's going to motivate people in a different light. I think because of it, people are gonna maybe seek out different camps or maybe where they kind of had their, their foot steady on the gas and they, they weren't trying to push anything to a new level. I think this is going to ignite people to want to push out of their comfort zones and seek new things because they want to represent their organization as the best one. So I think it's, it's honestly, I think it's going to be a good card because of that reason alone. You did get a, you did uh, give a little teaser about, you know, being able to, you know, move up and wait there so you could compete in the uh, traditional championship format. Right. But I, you know, we did mention that the PFL has no flyweights on that, you know, that main championship series, but have you been able to take a look at some of the flyweights that they do have? And what do you think of the talent pool, you know, across the challenger series, PFL Europe, like, you know, what do you think of the talent pool they have there of 125ers? Yeah, I think when I look at the the European Challenger one, I, I see a lot of promise for what they have. It reminded me of like the early days of, of Bellator and what those fighters look like and how much they've grown. And I've seen even within the, just the past year, two years, how much the Bellator fighters have grown in the flyweight division. So I think that, again, the same thing is going to motivate people to work that much harder because they want to represent as best as possible. I know the woman that won it, Dakota, um, I know she's a really promising prospect. And I think she would, I don't know how they're going to do the tournament lineup, you know, because her being the European challenger champion, how different that, that would be when they fight against Bellator. Like, are they looking to make us do a cross promotion fight? Is it going to be where we do a tournament style in the season play and it's all random shuffle. I'm not sure how they're going to do it, but I think it's a lot of promise. And I'm hoping that PFL will bring in some more fighters, both for 135 to get that division started but also just to bring more talent into the 125 division to really step it up more. Speaking of the 135 division now, is that is that sort of the plan for you now based on, you know, your initial comments? Is that, you know, the goal to sort of move up to uh, 135 and be able to compete in like their league format? Because that's obviously the format you want to compete in, right? Yeah, I mean, with the prospect of being able to earn a million dollars at the end, with being able to have a known season date for when you're going to fight, it's not like, you're staying ready all year round. You have no idea when the next fight's going to come and you're trying to fine tune certain details. This is okay. I'm fighting between April and November. That's you guarantee and you know what's going on. I love that idea. Right. Because it also makes it really easy on my family. I go away from my fight camps 
and it allows us all to know exactly what's going on instead of like, hey, what are we doing next month? And we can't plan anything. I'm like, I don't know. I could be leaving for fight come next month. We can't plan anything. Yeah. This guarantees that. And then at 135, it allows me to be able to perform at the level I need to because I'm not doing these drastic weight cuts to 125 as I'm I'm actually going to be performing at a weight closer to what's what I actually walk around at. So I think 135 it makes sense. I'm not sure if they're looking to open up a new division when they just brought over so many fighters or if they're looking to just kind of cement the divisions they have and make those as, as strong as possible. I mean, it really wouldn't be a bad idea to bring on a new division, right? I mean, you just got a whole influx of fighters. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of flyweights from Bellator coming over, right? So I don't see why they can't do that. Yeah, to me, it would make sense because I know that there are some 145ers that wanted a great opportunity and they left the UFC to have bigger paydays to be in Bellator. And if that meant they had to go up a weight class, they did that. You know, and then I know there are other fighters in 125 that are busting their butts just like I am to make that weight. But right. it's, it's really, it's pushing the limits of what their body can do. And so for a lot of fighters, they would be able to shed from those other weight divisions to fill 135. And then if they bring in even more bodies, I think we could have a really good weight class at 135 that would put on exciting demonstrations of what women's MMA is. Is part of you just done with like cutting to, to 125 in a sense? Because I know you got that strap above you, right? It's the 125 strap. I'm sure you're very proud of it. But, you know, there's got to be a part of you that's like, how much longer can I keep doing this and how will it affect my body? Yeah, absolutely. There's a part of me that's like, I, I could do this even longer and I could put on great shows if I wasn't doing that drastic weight cut. And for me, like when I'm, when I cut to 125, I'm at 0% body fat when I step wow. on that. And then it's a matter of trying to get some body fat back on my body, which isn't, is first is a female is super unsafe, right? We're talking like reproductive organs are, are completely going to be messed up and you're not going to be reproducing, which is fine. Like I don't want to have kids. I have my son. But at the same time, that, that's not healthy for your body. And then when you just people in general, you should never go that low. You're compromising. Your organs need fat to be able to protect them. Your brain needs fat to be able to, to be safe and to be able to work the way it needs to. So if I could not do that cut, I, I know I perform better at 135. When you look at the lay of the land at 135, right? Do any fights intrigue you? I mean, maybe a bit of a generic question. You always get asked, like, oh, who do you want to fight this time? But like, seriously, when you're looking at it, right? Because you you want to be in that 135 weight class. Have there been any matchups you've been looking at ahead of time? Like, maybe if I fight this person, it might go down this way or it would be exciting. Yeah, I think that uh, people like Sarah McMahon would be really exciting with her wrestling. Okay. Yeah. You know, and, and that's a, a really good arena. Her, her ground game is super solid. Her striking, the way that she throws is just unorthodox in the sense of how the movement is applied. Um, I think Katz and Gano would also be a really exciting one. Uh, I think it'd be really hard because we both share a judo coach and Justin Flores. So I know that he would be super conflicted and have a really difficult time doing that fight, but I think yeah. it'd be a good one because we do both her grappling is phenomenal. And so for both of us to be able to test that striking and again, a super unorthodox fighter when it comes to standing, I think that would be a super exciting fight too. And having had our backgrounds in strike force and UFC and Invicta, and we've been so close. I think the actual last strike force card, Sarah McMahon and I were scheduled to fight each other and then strike force got scrapped. And then the UFC, we were scheduled at 1.2, but she got sick one time. I got injured one time or vice versa, something like that. Um, so there's been different opportunities where we've been set and it just didn't work out that way. Well, so that would make a lot of sense then. And I yeah. agree. That would actually be a really interesting matchup. Honestly, I thought, sign me up for that. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So again, like when we're talking about PFL Bellator, um, what's the plan for you now? Is it just to sort of wait and see how this whole thing, are you waiting for like the next championship season, I guess? 
I'm just waiting for a phone call. I let them know that, you know, I want, they know that I want to fight as often as possible. And if that means that we're doing the season play for working towards that million dollar paycheck and it's doing the tournament, I'm down for that. If it's just fighting for Bellator and representing and defending my title, I'm down for that as well. I just want to get fights in as much as possible. Because the season ended recently, right? And I don't know exactly when it starts up, but I know it's sometime, you know, between now and the beginning of next season. So you're down to maybe take like a, a warm up fight or something like that. Like I know they put like Derek Brunson against like uh against Ray Cooper. That was a fun fight. Like, are you down to have like you know like a fun fight on the undercard of one of these big events just to like get you you know get your feet wet, Bellator or PFL or both, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> both. Yeah, I That's don't. Right. You know, I'm one of those people that that feels like they have to be on the main card. They have to be. Um, headlining an event or anything i'm like i just want to fight if i'm if i'm on the undercard the preliminary undercard i don't care i just want to fight and i do i want to be able to like have another successful belt or defense of the belt and i want to have a fight under pfl to help raise up that organization bring more awareness to it and get it going strong i want to ask you one last question given the bellator pfl merger i think it's an appropriate one right you get the belt wrapped around your waist. You get another world title wrapped around your waist, this time a PFL world championship. By the time your career is said and done, you look back on that, what would it mean for you? Uh, it would mean the world, especially if I can do it at 135. If I felt like my presence within these organizations helped bring a new weight class into it and it did successfully and with excitement, that would really put the stamp on my career and be like a good close to the chapters of what I've done. Well, Liz, thanks a lot for the time. I think uh, it was quite productive because I didn't really know what direction you were headed towards. I think a lot of the fans, a lot of your fans specifically, are going to get some clarity now. But I'm excited. I think this is only a good thing for both people, right? I mean, stronger together, right? So the fact that they merged, I think you can only go up from there. But, yeah, I'm excited about the future and uh, excited to have you uh, on to talk about it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much.